It didn't look like it was recording, but it is. You ready? I'm ready. You have the questions up? I do. All right. Cheers. Uh, welcome, everybody, to the Tell Me Something podcast. I'm your host, Cruz Robbie Villanueva, alongside my beautiful co-host, Holly Nicole Villanueva. Hi. What's up, babes? Well, you know. Told you I was going to start using your middle name. I know. It's not so bad when you say it. I just don't like it when I say it. What's the difference? I don't know. I hate my name. <laughs> Named after a freaking poisonous Christmas bush. The holly. The holly. The holly bush. Hmm. I think it's cute. <laughs> I mean, it's different. A lot of people don't have my name. I just, yeah. There's better names out there. Mo better. Need a badass name like Cruz. I know, right? <laughs> Shane done hyped you up. <laughs> Hell yeah. Now I get excited to introduce myself. It was funny the other day I was talking to one of our neighbors and they referred to you as Robbie. And then one of our other neighbors were like, who's that? And she was like, it's Cruz. I'll just call him Cruz. <laughs> oh, really? But it's funny because like even when they come to our house, the little Scrabble board thing we have, mm-hmm. it says Robbie on it. It doesn't say Cruz. Oh, yeah. I guess... Yeah, nobody's so they're ever probably like, asked who the hell's Robbie? <laughs> ah, I never even thought about that. <laughs> uh, today, we're running things a little bit different, where you're taking charge of the subject slash topic. It's not really a subject, wanna... but like as push comes to shove. So today we had... Probably like five inches of snow. It was badass. It was a snow day here in Texas, San Angelo, Texas. So we had a snow day. The kids' schools canceled for tomorrow. Um, so we let the kids stay Ooh. up a little bit later than we normally would have let them stay up. And I totally forgot we had to do a podcast today. How dare you? I know. Um, but then you didn't want to do one, and I made you feel guilty, so we're doing one. Yeah. Well, because it's so late at night, but then. Yeah, but we'll do it. It's good. We don't have work we tomorrow don't have anything since to do. they close the base. So I just randomly Googled, like, conversations for couples, (laughs) and it popped up this link that's, like, 200 things couples can talk about, and before you get your all pennies in a twist, we're not going to talk about 200 things, but we'll probably go through 10, 15 of them. What if we go through 200 things, and we're on here for five fucking hours? Then it'll be a part one, part two situation. shit. (laughs) But we can maybe do this now, and then revisit it later and talk about some other ones. Yeah, we'll, we'll go through... I don't know, whatever you find is interesting or the ones that are going to start a fight. (laughs) There are ones that, like, I know that we've talked about on the podcast before. For example, what's your ideal way to spend a vacation? We've already talked about that before, so I probably won't pick that question. No itinerary, no plans, no schedule. See, and I'm opposite, and we've already discussed that. That's the number one question, but... um, I, I would like to point out, though, that we had a lot more fun with the uh, trips that we took that were, we didn't have a schedule to follow. Um, New York, Lake Tahoe, the Gatlinburg. cruise, Gatlinburg. The cruise was pretty planned though. Like we knew what we were, well, no, we didn't plan our excursions till we were on the boat, huh? Yeah. Hmm. The only thing that's You're planned right. is dinner. If, I guess I would like to caveat that by saying if we have the kids, I like to have an itinerary. Because it's hard to, like, on the fly do things with kids. But if it's just you and I, like, my stress will be up in the moment. So I guess we're talking about this question. The question is, what would your ideal 
what's your ideal way to spend a vacation? Um, so my stress will be up if we don't have plans. Where opposite your stress is up if we do have plans. Yes. Um, however, I just, I'd like to know what we're going to do. So I think in the good balance I found was in New York. Um, we went to New York City when two years ago, twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen, yeah, three years ago. Shoot, um, yeah, it is three years now. But um, that was a good balance for me, where we had a list of the things we wanted to do. We had a semi itinerary, but we didn't have a plan of when we were going to do those things. We just knew these were the things we wanted to do. Yeah, like see the Ghostbusters. Uh we didn't even have that on the list. That was just by habit stance. We just uh, walked past it. No, no, it was on the list. I don't think it because was. Because it was way out of the way. I don't think it was on there. I think we just walked past it. I, when we when we initially took the trip, it wasn't on the plan. Or it like wasn't one of the things that we wanted to see. But, but once when we, got, we there, got there and we saw like, hey, these are some of the places that you can visit. Yeah. So some of the things, so we'll just talk about that, I guess. When we went to New York, like I had things I wanted to see. You had things you wanted to see. And we had things we wanted to see. So like, um, I'll just do like a one-off. So the one thing we wanted to do together was definitely see the 9-11 Memorial, which was amazing. You guys should go see it if you haven't been there. Um, One thing I wanted to do was just go sit in Central Park, like lay on the lay on the grass and just listen. And we did that. That was super enjoyable just to hear like all the different kinds of people running around, the kids running around. Um, I really enjoyed that. And then you want to go to Rucker Park, which I didn't necessarily want to go to, but we had it on the list. And so I definitely wanted to hit it. Um, And even though we didn't have like a, on this day, we're going to do this on this day, we're going to do that. We kind of just did things as we saw fit and, we went to the movies, which was random. Who does that in New York? Yeah. Um, we took a day to just go to some movies. We went out to eat to a really nice restaurant, went to Central Park. We did all, well, went to um, Grand Central Station. That's what I was trying to say. Um, but we did a lot of things, and we just made a list. These are all the things we want to do. There were some things we didn't do. There was a lot of things we did do. I enjoyed that. The only thing that we didn't do that I really wanted to do was go to the <clears throat> the public library. The one that always comes out in the movies. You wanted to go to the Seinfeld Cafe that we didn't go oh, to. Oh, yeah, the Seinfeld Cafe. That's the uh, one that I was kind of thrown off about it because... So it's just the cafe that they show like on cut scenes for Seinfeld. Yeah. Not that you've ever seen Seinfeld. I have. Oh, okay. Well, all right. You just don't like it. I don't like it. I so find cut, it really annoying. The cut scenes, they show the cafe whenever they cut to a cafe scene. Yeah. But the inside looks nothing like it. Yeah. It's not the the cafe that they have in Seinfeld. But I I also think we didn't go to the friends the friends fountain that you wanted to go to, did we? No, no, no. That was So like the things that revolved around shows, but we did go to the Ghostbusters or maybe fire. We did. Is it, that was, was in it Washington that, Park? Yeah, that it? was Washington Park. Yeah, yeah, we did go there where the guy was doing yoga for like 10 hours naked. Yeah. Well, in a speedo. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like those so what my ideal vacation is is semi-planned I guess if it's just you and I Mm. so we have an idea of where we're going the place we're staying um like the big muscle movements are planned out but then the day-to-day can be on the fly and I'm okay with that well yeah I mean that kind of has to be planned like the day that you're leaving what's your transportation going to be 
where yeah, you're staying. I see that, but like yeah. uh during the w- once you get there, in between the time that you get there and the time that you're leaving, uh that stuff should just be on the fly. So we've sometimes talked about like just going we've never done this, but we've talked about just going to the airport and getting like a flight out. That just talking about it gives me extreme anxiety. Yeah. Like, did I pack the right clothes? Where are we going to stay? How expensive is it? How much money are we going to spend? Like, all these things that just... Well, because it would just be like a weekend trip. Like yeah. a two, three-day getaway. And I got it the idea from Yes Men. But, yeah, yeah just like a two, three-day getaway. Pack a backpack with a couple of clothes. Oh, um, no way, Jose. Car- carry a hoodie with you. It, I mean, but more than like, you know what kind of... If it's... If it's uh spring or fall you know that you should probably take a, a sweater with you in the winter you'll need if you weren't from texas would you know you should probably bring a winter jacket right now to san angelo no but i'd ha- <laughs> I'd have a, a, sweater, a sweater or a jacket a yeah, yeah there's true. i mean if if you're taking a random trip if you're just showing up to the airport and taking a random trip anywhere you should be all right to like get what you need when you get to your destination that's true yeah I don't know. I just, I guess like looking at it, Lake Tahoe was just amazing because we went and we literally had no responsibilities. My mom had Braylon in Tennessee at the time. Michael was in San Antonio at the time. And so we just went with no responsibilities. um, And that was awesome. I really, that's probably tops my list of. The drive up there was pretty interesting because so they're like two completely different worlds. Yes. Lake Tahoe and and uh, Las Vegas and everything in between. So halfway, it's just like nothing but desert and it's there's nothing. But then once you start getting closer, it's like all this nice greenery and mountains and all these nice houses and it, like nice little towns. It was an yeah. interesting drive. We went through like some old ghost town. Uh, there's, we Nevada. went through what they call we went through Tonopah, which is like what they call Area 51. Um, so there was like I don't the little. I think it was Tonopah. There was the little alien stores. I remember going through that. Mm. We didn't stop, but it was there. But yeah, it was weird. All I was thinking was, man, I do not want to break down here. <laughs> and uh, I had the Jeep Compass at the time, which always was breaking down. Yeah, that car was trash. Sorry but, if you guys had one. But it got it got us there. Um, so that was a question that I had envisioned not talking about, but those are the types of questions that this will ask. Just conversation starters to get your mind thinking. Get the ball rolling. Get the ball rolling. All right, babes. Keep the ball rolling. What's next? So the next question, it's actually number two. I find it interesting. Um, what makes you dislike a person in general? What makes me dislike a person? Uh... I think that's a hard one. Yeah, it is. I guess so. What do you point out first? Uh, I I don't know. Attitude. Yeah. Mine is definitely, um, I can't even think of the phrase, but it's like the first time you meet someone. First impressions? Yeah, first impressions. I I never go off of first impressions because, so it's easy to judge somebody off of first impression, um, but you're always in different situations. I can't, I can't count like how many times i've met somebody and i was like man fuck that person (laughs) yeah but then you get to know him you're like man this person is awesome and then you get to be friends and or whatever like the the friendship relationship just develops and 
they turn out to be pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, that's why I don't put a lot of st- uh, stock into first impressions. I guess it's the instance that you meet them. Um, what makes me initially dislike a person is, I don't know, I guess I have a couple things. Like, one, just your your demeanor in general. Yeah. And then um, your character, I would say, plays a big part in me disliking you. Yeah. So I can – there are people that I don't like the things they stand for, but I don't dislike them as a person. Yeah. And I frequently say that where I'm like, I really like this person as a person, but I dislike them at work. Yeah. I dislike them at in this location or when they're wearing the uniform or whatever the case may be, but I like them as a person. It's hard to nail down to like just one thing that makes you dislike a person. Uh, because, uh, like I said, I, I just, I don't put much into first impressions. Like I might be like, uh, yeah, that person came off as weird or whatever, but <clears throat> I'll give them second and third chances. And, you know, maybe I'm, it's the situation's just all wrong or it's a bad day for them or whatever. But, uh, usually it takes a few times before like, uh, I can really solidify, my hatred <laughs> for somebody. <laughs> you know, the one thing that I will say I'm pretty steadfast about, um, and I'm opposite a lot of people in this, is no matter what someone tells me about a person, I make them show it to me. Yeah. I don't take people's advice, and I think a lot of people do. So if I meet someone and I've just heard nothing but bad things about this person, um, I'll keep that in the back of my brain, like, People that I genuinely like and care about have told me, do not trust you, but I'm going to make you show it to me. Like, show me that you're that person. And they they frequently, very rapidly do, but there are times when they're, people just didn't like them because they held you to a standard or they made you be accountable. And that's not a reason to dislike someone. That's a reason to take a look at yourself. So... Yeah. I'm big at not taking other people's advice, but forming my own opinions on people. Yeah, and, and you have to because you can't just, like, take one person's word for it. Be like, oh, yeah, they suck. Fuck it. All right. I don't like them. Yeah, because yeah, you, you never know what their, their interaction was that, like, made them hate you. Mate, what? You know what I'm trying yeah. to say. I confuse myself, but. Their interactions that made that person tell a negative story. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So the next question is, let's see. What about yourself are you most proud of? <laughs> Boats and hoes. <laughs> uh, most proud of. So what's the cliche answer? Family. What's the real answer? Right. Uh being Even if it's cliche. Well, yeah, family like that's the best part, right? Uh but that's easy. That's kind of like a a given, I guess. Yeah. Something that just is like specific to you that makes you most proud of yourself. Makes me most proud of myself. I uh Let's see. I don't know. What's your, let me think about it. What's yours? 
because you've been looking at these questions. I haven't. I'm just scrolling. I've only made it to question number 10, and this one is question number four, so I haven't been past question 10, but okay. mine is um, breaking the mold of of what my family stood for before me. Okay, yeah. Mine's something along the same lines. So... For those of you who don't know, and if my family's listening, I'm putting all of our business out there. But for those of you who don't know, um, I had parents who were addicts and alcoholics who overcame that addiction and became good people. Um, but in my family, addiction is just, it's strong. It runs rampant. Um, and so to break that mold, to to stand for something different, to be the first person ever in my family to graduate from college, to... Um, to just change pace and make make a family of my own that I'm proud of. Um, that I think that's what makes me the most proud of who I am today. Was just setting myself on a different path because I knew the path I was on was not good if I continued in the molds that had been laid before me. Yeah, yeah. You uh, you break out of of whatever it is. You, you're not stuck in the in, in yeah. a place that you thought you would be or like so many people have been stuck in yep uh i'll say the same thing like the pretty much the same thing the thing i guess personally what i'm most proud of outside of the the cliche answers are uh yeah just getting this far uh which to some people may not be a lot or just be like it's you're kind of average that's fine because uh when I was little, like so, some of the stuff that I've done and that I have are not something that I would that I thought would be like part of my story. Yeah. Uh, like some of the places we lived, some of the places we've gone to, a lot of stuff we that we've done, like within the military and and everything that the military brings. It's just it's not something I would I would envision myself as a kid. Like being able to do, you know, or living this kind of life. It, it, when I was little, like all I wanted to do was play in the NFL. And, and you know, when you think about playing the NFL, you think about playing the big games and you'll have millions or whatever. But at the same time, I kind of, I understood, but I ignored it, that that was almost an impossible chance. Yeah. You know, because it's like a very small percentage that make it to that level and and make a living off of it um but it was still my dream um but it, i it's it's still ignore ignored it like ah oh, yeah i can do it but in the back of my mind i knew it's like ah you know what like this is you you're this uh, el paso kid a coral kid you know not much is expected of you so being able to be where i'm at today is kind of like my pride Sometimes it still um, catches me off guard where, I don't know, like I'll just be sitting here and the kids will come up and give me a hug and like take off to go play. And I'm like, oh shit, like I'm a mom, like, (laughs) like I'm, I'm a wife. This is my house. Like I'm responsible for these things. Yes. And I'm very proud of that. But sometimes it still catches me off guard where, where it's just the instance where you're where you have to do a double take of am I doing this right am I doing based on what I've like based on learned behavior or based on right behavior yeah and and sometimes 
it takes me a minute to catch on to that. Yeah, the same thing. Like every time I look at the kids or or they come up to me and they're they're just talking to us or whatever, it's like, oh man, like I, I'm I'm a dad. Like this is happening. This is me. Mm-hmm. Or it, even something as simple as I'm driving in my truck. It's like, man, I own this fucking truck. Like this is mine. I'm driving this shit. I bought this shit. Uh, it's just things like that that you take for granted every day. Yes. And you kind of realize like, yeah, this is happening. I'm in this. Like you wake up in this house or whatever house we've been in or it's like, man, like this is what I brought my life to. It's, it's pretty good. I, I granted there's been some shitty times where it wasn't like that. It's like, fuck man. Like when am I going to get out of this hole? But you know, in the times that you are appreciative of what you got, it's, and that's really what it's, it's about. Awesome. It's just about being appreciative and understanding that, like, so that's another thing that gets me frustrated is um, when people just base what you have on, like, the way you grew up. Like, people don't understand that when I joined the military, I had, like, a bag of clothes and nothing else. <laughs> yeah. Like, I didn't have a car. I didn't have a cell phone. I didn't have anything. And from, like, ground zero, I built the life that I have. No one helped me. No one was there. No one was like, hey, let me get you this or get you that. I mean, later on in my life, people were there. Like, my mom was there to help me with Braylon when she was born and, um, and my dad has been there to help with the kids. Should we go on like vacation or come visit? And he wants to keep the kids, but it was never like, let me give you a car. Let me, um, give you somewhere to live. Like those were never the instances for me. It was, I had nothing and everything I have, I worked my ass off to get. And that's, that's the difference in some people where it's like, Oh, how do you have so much stuff? Oh, that person's a trust fund baby. Got it. Like, yeah, like, you didn't really work for the things you have. It was kind of laid in your lap. And that was definitely not the case for us. Yeah. And, I, I mean, and growing up, like, that's how, like, that's how I saw the world. You know, like, people that had nice shit or they, they like, they have everything that you want because you don't have it, right? Yeah. You're like, well, that person is selling drugs or they're a trust fund baby or, like, hey, they're doing some illegal shit that's getting them a lot of money. The yeah. answer is never, it's like, hey, they busted their ass. You have no idea. Like they were the extreme, right? They were sleeping in their car, taking classes, working nights and doing all this. Like that's never the answer growing up. It wasn't, Uh, but now like you never, you never know. And automatically you're not assuming like, Hey, they just, they have it easy. (laughs) People work for their shit. Like 99% of the time people are, uh, they're, they're working for their stuff. Yeah, just for what they just have. busting yeah. it because that's what you have to do. Yeah. All right, so this one is, uh, I don't have an answer to this right now. I've been thinking about it, but I just can't come up with anything. But um, I don't know. You might have one. So Bring it. What life experience did you miss out on that you regret? A life experience that I missed out on that I regret? Ooh. Uh, that's a deep one that I just, I mean... I guess just off the bat, like without really putting too much thought into it, mine would be um, going to in-person college and getting that experience. That's what I was going to say, graduating from university, uh, because I 
I went to one year of it, but it was a joke to me. So I didn't take it serious. And I think it's like that for a lot of students. They go and they, they just kind of, they just kind of half-ass their way through it. Um, you have that very small percentage where they they know what they want and they're chasing it. And they're going through college and doing everything they have to. Most people are not that way. Mm-mm. And they're just kind of like going to college because that's the logical next step, I guess, what everybody says. And I did that. And my only motivation was to play football. And But I got caught up in the college life. And I didn't take it serious seriously, and I failed out. Um, so, yeah, that's, like, one experience to, like, make it through the entire four years, five years, whatever it takes you, and get your bachelor's through that university and, like, yeah. going through those four years of in-person. Because when I was at, at Sol Ross State University, like, being at the university, it was an experience in itself, although it was a smaller school than – the bigger ones like UT and UTEP and all that. It was still cool because there was it still had that campus feel. The campus was freaking nice and um you know, it was a good size and you you all gathered in the fucking what's the uh the, the cafeteria, but oh. it's it's like it's not called a cafeteria, I don't know. Um and it was just a badass experience, but I only I, I took it for granted and I did it for one year and just kind of made a mess out of all of it. Um, like if I could do it over, I definitely would spend those four years and graduate. I would have been class of 06. Yeah. So for me, that's kind of the same. Like I graduated high school in May of 2007. Um, and I joined the military in August of 2007. So there was, like, very little time for me. I spent that summer just wiling out um, with my friends. They knew I was leaving. And I have, I mean, still to this day, like, 14 years later, I have no desire to go back to my hometown. Um, but I miss the, um, I missed the growing up portion, the experience of, go into college and live in campus life because I went from like being a 17 year old that's how old I was when I joined the military from being a 17 year old to being a grown-up overnight yeah and when you hit basic training you just that's it and I mean I would never give up the experiences I've had or the the friendships and relationships that I've built through the military um to go back in time and go through like four years of in-person college. I mean, I've I've gotten multiple degrees and I'm very well educated through the military. But just to have that experience as an 18-year-old of being yeah. on campus and living that life and under, like sitting in a lecture hall and listening. I never got those experiences. And I guess that's one thing that I I would say somewhat regret. Like I wouldn't. I wouldn't give up what I have now to go back and do that. Yeah, but. yeah, no, no, for sure. N- neither would I, but uh, it it would be cool to have that, uh, to be able to, like, tell that story and have that experience. Yeah. I, I mean, I have one year year of it, and it, it was awesome at the time. I didn't think so. I thought it was, it was bullshit. I never wanted to go to class, and I didn't half the time. But, yeah, uh, but I mean, like, I hung out with some of my friends who were in college, and granted, we were from a very small town, so a lot of my friends went to MTSU or 
Middle Tennessee State University, which is a really good college, or Tennessee Tech, that's in Cookville. Um, also another really good college. And, I mean, when I went there, it was just like a party the whole time I was there. It wasn't like these people were worried about getting to class the next day. It was no. how hard can we party, and I don't care if I go to class the next day. That's how it was at Ross State University. Like, we we partied throughout the week. Yeah. We showed up to class and after a night of partying and we just, it was repeated day in and day out. Where that money came from to pay for all of that stuff, I have no freaking clue. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's what, it was just one giant party. Yeah. Uh, I, I wish I could have gone back and taken it more serious. Like, hey, no, I got to study. I'm legit going to study. And, and I did some schoolwork. I went to class. I took notes. I just... Most of my memories are of outside of the classroom and outside of, of the campus and doing all the nonsense bullshit. Yeah. I just, I don't know. It's a, it's a catch 22 really, because there are instances that you regret, but when you think about it logically as the person you are today, it's like, I regret not doing this, but I wouldn't want to go back and do it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I wouldn't want to go back because um, who knows where I, I could have been in a completely different yeah. spot. Oh, excuse me. All right. So I already know the answer to this somewhat for you, but I'm going to ask you anyway, just because I think it's a good me. question. Um, What age would you like to live to? <laughs> until I can't wipe my own ass. Uh, until I can't wipe my own ass. <laughs> if I can... Walk around, get around, and wipe my own ass, you know, still be independent. The day that I can't do any of that, pull the plug, man. <laughs> There's no plug. Uh, so, like, my bye, he lived until he was 95 or something crazy like that. But That's grandpa for you. Those of you yeah, who yeah, don't yeah, speak my Spanish. Yeah, 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 my grandpa. Till, yeah, he was, like, 95. Nice. Some, he was old. and But those last few years were just they were horrible because he couldn't do anything he was the he would shit himself he had to wear diapers it, it was bad like you i i seen that it's like why would you want to live like that like yeah. you you've had an entire life those those last few years you, you can probably do with that because he did nothing but just he just sat around all day that's you it love that though Huh? You love just sitting around all day. Ah, no. No, because, <laughs> well, yeah, it's different, though, because I have the option to go get up, go walk around, to read, yeah. to, to watch a movie, to play some video games, to go work out, whatever. You know, I have the option to get up and go do something. He didn't. He just, like, sat there. Like I said, he was wearing a diaper. He really, he was almost immobile. You know, if he got That's up and, and shuffled to the restroom. He needed help, and it took like five minutes to get there. Yeah. And it's 15 feet away. And it's like there's no there's no reason to live that long when that's all it's going to be. And it's not like he was imparting all this new knowledge on us or like having these deep conversations. He was just – he was there. And like even his mind was going. Like you couldn't really talk to him. He, he really – he didn't understand what was going on that – that point in his life that much like he he was still somewhat there at times but most of the time he, he wasn't 
And, you know, he was just – and it got to the point where he was just like another – it was almost like he was another piece of furniture. Like a burden. Yeah. And and he was – that's bad to say, but he was a burden on, on my parents. Like, it was rough for him that they had to take care of him day in, day out. And, you know, whether they had to miss work or – just buy shit or whatever they needed to take care of them like that's what it was right um and i don't want to be that i don't want to do that i don't if i can't get up and do shit for myself uh yeah. just pull the plug fucking give me a pistol i'll be glad to do it myself no like because that's that's horrible i like, mean yeah that's kind of where i'm at like i don't have an age like a when i'm 85 or whatever but um once I become a burden, I just want to be, like, put somewhere. Like, put me in a nursing home where you can come visit me when you want. Um, but even then, like, what are, you, what are you doing in a nursing home? You're just chilling. You're you're getting up and you're just. Making old people friends who won't remember me tomorrow. I mean, I unless, make new friends again unless tomorrow. Unless you're, like, the, the active old people that are, like, humping everybody, <laughs> then cool. But other than that. My whole thing. And. <laughs> I hate to say this because dementia runs in my family, but once I can't remember people, um, once I'm like back to, I don't know who you are. I don't know where I am. I don't understand what's happening around me. I don't see a point in like being a burden on someone. Yeah. So I know in the Hispanic culture, um, you guys just, take care of your own like you don't do the whole nursing home situation however in the white people culture we're just like put that person in nursing home we'll see them when we see them <laughs> and I'm all yeah. for that like I don't want my kids to ever feel like mom has to come live with us until she croaks like yeah just put me somewhere where I can be somebody else's burden and they get paid for me to be their burden instead of being in your house and as you said like just kind of people have to take off work or just being there and being like frustrating to people. I don't, I don't want to get to the age where I'm that. Cause it's really just like having like an old baby. Yeah. Like just somebody that can't take care of themselves, but you have to take care of them and make all this time. I never want and, my kids to have to bath me. Yeah. I'd like, I, <laughs> I don't want to put them through that either. However, I don't want to be in a nursing home either, but if it's, if there has a, if like there's Billy a decision Madison? that has to be made, like send me to the nursing home. I'll find a way to off myself. <laughs> but like, have you some of the nursing? Like, there's some great nursing homes, I'm sure. But you hear all the horror stories that happen in, in nursing homes, and then you see all the hidden videos and stuff. So I say this about a lot of things, and I'll say it about this. Um, there is far more good than bad but all you see is the bad yeah yeah so you're, you're right about that yeah like it's if just... all you ever see is the bad that's all you have in your mind but you gotta think like if every week you see like one bad thing about a nursing home you gotta think like the other thousands of people in nursing homes like they're not experiencing that it's yeah. just the the one-off shitty nurse or a horrible doctor who is just like fed up and I don't know. Um, I just, I don't want to be a burden to my kids or to like my brothers or sisters or whoever would take care of me or even to you. Like, I don't want to be a burden where it's just like, 
50 first dates where you're introducing yourself every day yeah. and I'm trying to figure out who you are and where I am and um, I can't remember people or... Yeah, that's uh, yeah. how I am. I just don't want to be a burden to anybody. Yeah. I, if I can no longer be independent to a certain extent, I like I don't want to be alive anymore. It's not that I don't want to be alive. Like I want. I think there there's a time and place when like you shouldn't be alive anymore, and that's not your choosing. But, um. I just don't want to be a burden to people. I think 80 is a good age. So, like, I'll say, like, my the my grandpa, the one I was talking about, when he was 80, he was active. He was super active. Like, we'd go on walks around the neighborhood. We took the bus downtown. Like, he he did all these things at 80. But when he started declining, it was, like, a rapid decline from being active and being able to get around by yourself to just nothing. You know, not being able to do anything. At least it felt that way. It may not have been, but it felt that way for sure. So, I don't know. All right, let's move on. All right, moving on. I don't want to be that old. All right. Um, it kind of leads into the next question I'm going to ask. And this one can be controversial. So, if you're, like, upset about this, just fast forward through this part of the podcast until we get to the next question. Oh, I can't fast forward? But the next question is, um, what do you think happens after death? Ooh, what do you think happens after death? Uh, in all honesty, so. Do you want me to go first? Uh, no, no, I can, I can go first. So my belief, and that's a belief, is that we go somewhere. Our religion says that we go to heaven. We go to heaven and we're with God. I'd like to think that's what happens. But if you believe that, then you probably believe in the other place where you go to hell, right? So hopefully you did well enough during your time here that you go to, to heaven. But who knows what heaven actually is. Like maybe it's not this place in the clouds or whatever, and you're at the pearly gates and whatnot. Maybe it's something different. Maybe heaven is living an entirely different life. Yeah, so... Do you know what I'm talking about? I'm going to jump in and give my piece, and this is where it gets controversial. And I've had this conversation recently with Chase, actually. Um, but I'm a very black and white person. Like, very few things in my life fall in the gray area. So what happens Excuse after me, death for me... Um, I'm a Christian. I'm just going to throw that out there. My, I like follow the Bible. I read the Bible. And the Bible says that Jesus will come back, a second coming of Jesus, and he will take all of the believers home. And there's no gray area there. Like, if you die before Jesus comes back, you're going to go to heaven. Like, there's no gray area. It's when Jesus comes back, you will go to heaven. So, my stance is... Like, what happens between when you die and when Jesus comes back? Because Jesus hasn't come back yet. And the Bible says... What you know of. And the Bible says when Jesus comes back, everyone will come to heaven. Um, so, I think I've put a lot of research and study and time and effort and Bible reading into this. But I think that 
we're just reborn into a different life here until Jesus returns. If you are a believer. So reincarnation. I don't, yeah, I guess. Re, I don't think you can come back as like a flower or a horse. But I think you're, you just, like when a baby dies or when a human dies, a baby is born. I truly believe in that. And I think that's a lot. And granted, like this is controversial. People are going to be upset about this. But I think that's where a lot of deja vu comes in. Where you're like. I've been here before. I've seen this before. I've I've heard that before. And I catch myself a lot of times thinking like what if I really have been here before? And what if I really yeah. have seen this place before? Um and I think after you die that happens and then when Jesus comes back we'll all go to heaven and well we won't all go to heaven but the people who have repented and been saved will go to heaven but um, I don't think like in the moment you die in that instant, you go to heaven or hell because the Bible's very cut and dry. It says Jesus will return and he will take his followers with him to the kingdom. Um, and since that hasn't happened because there would be no more world once he comes back, like it will either be you're in heaven or you're in hell. Um, I find myself struggling to find that once you die, you're in purgatory, you're kind of in a standstill. So I just, in my own personal humble opinion, which could very vastly be wrong, I think you just take on a new, a new life form, and and you're just waiting. Dude, so let me tell you something. Whenever you have deja vu, that's you just being having a glitch in the matrix. In case you Maybe. didn't know. <laughs> uh, so one of the other thoughts that I've had is, what if when you die, you just you go back from the be- to the beginning. And you start your life over again. Like tattoo? Yeah. But without realizing that you're living your life again. And that's where deja vu comes from. Like the same life you've had before? Yeah. I mean, it's possible. Like, hey. uh, Back to the beginning. Just like replaying a game. Like you ran out of lives and now you're back. Yeah. Game over. Um, That's that's very possible. You know, you're just a baby again. And you got to... you try again um i guess i've never thought about that but yeah it's that was it's my very possible but it's just that topic is so touch no, and go no, nobody knows nobody, nobody knows. yeah no one no no one has the right answer like i do think if you're saved you're like you live your life for jesus that you have your own stance there but um I'm, it just, for me, it goes back to that black and white. Like, what, what does the writing say? Like, what is there? Does it say if you die tomorrow, you're going to heaven? And it doesn't. Like, the Bible doesn't say that. Um, it says Jesus will come again. He will take all his believers to heaven with him. And that's, if you haven't, um, recommendation throwing it out there, it's pretty old. It was popular when I was a teenager. But the book slash movie Left Behind um, is a good example of that. It's the the resurrection where Jesus comes back, and it's like there are people here, and then there are people gone. Like, where did these people go? And it pretty much shows it like Earth is the hell. Like, well, this is where you're at, right? Um, but you some, have for to for some people that's all that's all it is. Yeah. So I don't know. 
but that's a that was the question. So we'll move on because that one's Whoa. pretty crazy. All right, got crazy for a second. Um, next one. What book or movie do you wish you could experience again for the first time? Uh, I have two because these are probably my favorite books. Well, they are in my top. Is five. that a book or a movie? Uh, book, because every time I see Rocky, it's like, I still get the same feelings. Did you read the book again? Or did you read the book before you saw the movie? No, Rocky's not a book. There's not a book for that? No, it's just a movie. But every time I watch Rocky, I still get the same feelings that I... Like pumped up? That Mm -hmm. I had, yeah, I get pumped up. I'm like so excited. I was like, oh shit, he's really doing this. Like, uh, (laughs) there's tearjerker parts. I'm like, oh man, I feel you, bro. And then... (laughs) You're like, oh, get up. Rick is telling you to get up. Get up. Uh, so I still experience all those same feelings. So that one's not even in in question. But for a book, I say I wish I could experience a reading. Uh, Ready Player One and or World War Z. Yeah. Uh, something about those books. So Ready Player One just got me because it's so uh, nostalgic, 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 and it it like hit on all like the stuff that I loved growing up, and like the adventure that you would love to have as an adult, where you're pretty much mixed up in a video game and you get to save the world. Boom, you get the girl. The end. Right. So that that was awesome. And like every page that I was reading of that book was just like, oh, shit, this is crazy. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. I, I, I feel you on that. I've been through that. I know exactly what you're talking about. And then, yeah, it was just an adventure the entire time. And in World War Z, it's just like, well, I want to fight zombies. I want to kill zombies and I want to save the world. Um, it's about saving the world with you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like doing something purposeful you know something that's gonna have that's gonna echo throughout history but with world war z it was like just average people going through this fucking so spoiler alert for all of you haven't seen uh ready player one like if you haven't seen it skip 30 seconds into the future in this podcast but um where I was talking about how I'm very black and white in my reading. Um, I foresaw what was going to happen in Ready Player One. I was like, oh, shit, he's about to drop the thing that does the thing. But you didn't see it in the book. Yes, it was in the book. And you were like, what are you talking about? But I also didn't catch on to the quarter, which is something that you caught on to, yes. which gave the extra life. So I caught on to the like crux of the, I won't ruin it but the crux of the book where like all the shit hits the fan yeah. and you caught on to what happens after the shit hits the fan yeah. um and you were like how did you remember that and I'm like how did you not remember this but that was a very good book yeah yeah it, yeah it's one of my favorites in my top 5 for sure so um I can't really say there's a movie or a book that I would want to experience fresh um i guess the only one that really sticks out to me and we did a podcast about this before it's in my top movies um the green mile i would like movie i would like to see the movie again oh um 
as an adult, because I saw it as a teenager, and I still thought it was an amazing movie. I still love it now. If it's on, I'll watch it. But um, We just watched it the other day, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, maybe I didn't watch it. We saw, like, parts of it. Yeah. Um, but it's just such an amazing movie, and it has so nope. much. I saw it at work. Oh, like I was like, I didn't watch it with you. Bits and pieces at work. Um, it's such a good movie, and it has, like, perseverance and helping people and getting out of your comfort zone. It has all those things in it, but I, if I could experience it again as an adult with the the things I've seen and the things I've gone through, I think it would just have a little bit of a different meaning. But either way, it's an amazing movie that I would... And yeah. I haven't read the book. I probably should. It's a, it's a Stephen King book, I think. I don't know. It might be. I'm not about those books. I'd have to look it up. I'm reading it right now. I I've know. never read it. It's, it's pretty crazy so far. Yeah, I'm not about clowns. Uh, You know what? Like, going back and experience, I guess I could say that about, like, all the books that have, like, really impacted me that I wish I could experience again. Because, like, The Count of Monte Cristo was the same thing. Like, when Which I read it. It's not about a vampire. It's not about a vampire. It's, it's, when, that was a good book. When I read it, I was just, I was, like, I couldn't put it down. And I read that book fast, yeah. which really surprised me. Um, I didn't expect it because it was not a book that I would have chosen for myself to read. It was good, though. Yeah. Like, the story is fucking amazing. And, you know, when somebody recommended to me and they, like, handed me the book, they're like, hey, here's my copy. Go ahead and read it. Just whatever. I was like, okay, I guess I'll get around to it. It's and like four inches thick. When, yeah, when I started reading, I was just like, man, this is great. This is amazing. Like, that's the journey. It's a journey you don't want to experience, but you do. If no, that I'm makes good any reading sense. Somebody else's like, experience. Like his path was so fucking difficult, but it came out badass at the end. Mm. Like everybody that has a difficult path. Like, that's not the outcome that's always going to happen, right? It's not always a happy ending. It's, such a, it's a book just about straight perseverance. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. that's that's what it is. And Oh, man. It was amazing. If you haven't read The Count of Monte Cristo, fucking read it. Don't watch the movie. The movie doesn't do it justice. Just like any other book. I haven't watched the movie. The, but yeah, I we watched the... it. We sat and watched it. I don't recall. Yeah. Was it prior to me reading it? Uh, probably it so. might have been probably so I was probably like <laughs> yeah it might have been like the movie's pretty good it's yeah. just like all the other movies they're 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 good movies or okay movies but compared to the book it's, it's just it doesn't it doesn't it. hold up and because most books is like you can go into so much detail just by writing and you can explain everything that's happening what people are thinking you can't do that in movies and I'll just like nerd out for a minute um I would probably also put Harry Potter in there. Um, I was so dedicated to those characters, like the people in that series and watching them grow through the books and turn into who they turned into. And I've read all the like add-on books and I barely read those books like a few years ago. Yeah. Um, so the first time ever, I had never read the books, never got into the hype. I went and saw... The Goblet of Fire in my junior year. And the theater was so packed. We had to sit on the floor to watch it. Um, I went with my friend Allie. Fire hazard. It was a fire (laughs) hazard. We got yelled at. Um, But I went with my friend Allie. He was a huge Harry Potter fan. And 
I was like, what is this? This is stupid. This is horrible. But after reading the books, like, I'll get on these binges where I'm like, I want to watch the movies. I'm on one now where I'm just like, I want to go through and watch the Harry Potter movies again. Um, They're fun to watch. But the, the books just, the amount that you just invest into those characters is is crazy so if i could go back and just like revisit those books without having any knowledge of it that would be awesome yeah but yeah all right moving on from that um this one's kind of like off key from what we've been talking about yeah we talk about everything so if you have a if you had a friend who spoke to you the same way that you speak to yourself would you keep them as your friend Ooh, introspective. I like it. Uh, and I see that all the time. It's like you should treat yourself or speak to yourself the way you would speak to others. Yeah. Uh, I would say no. I am 100% super critical of myself. Yeah, pro- probably not. Yeah. But should you? I guess that would be the real question. Should you? Like, should you be friends with people who are as honest with you as you are with yourself. Yes. I would be very, um, I would say offended and frustrated, even if it was true, but I would find it hard to stay in a friendship with someone who talked to me the way I talked to myself. Yeah. It's, uh, okay. So I'm going to speak for myself. I don't know. I, I'm going to speak for myself on this one. Like it's hard to make those kinds of friends anymore as an adult at least for me it it has been like to get that close to somebody um like you have your your close friends your good friends but never to that level where like i have eddie yeah like we grew up together with and we'll talk shit to each other we'll fucking we'll tell each other exactly what we're thinking and like without fear of any kind of repercussion right um like we might get pissed off at each other but we know we're still best friends. Uh, like, just tell them, hey, you're being a fucking idiot right now. Or you look like a dumbass. You look stupid. And it'll be all right. He'll think about it. be like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. Uh, but I, I mean, I could compliment him too. And I do all the time. But it's a lot funner to talk shit. <laughs> That's just how we are. But you know, like, whatever we're telling each other, it's the truth, right? There's no sugarcoating it. There's no hiding it. Um, but whenever we build each other up, like, we're building each other up, like, as high as we can. Yeah. So it goes both ways. And to have that kind of friendship or relationship with anybody else, uh, as an adult, I'll venture to say, that, like, I really haven't been able to find that like I did when I was younger. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's hard to replicate that, and and that's just me. So, going back to the question, if I could find a friend that criticizes or talks to myself, or that talks to me like I talk to myself, I would. If we had that relationship, like I do with Eddie. Yeah, it's hard to build those relationships, but I think if you can, it's important to to take in just those comments. Like, yes, I think those things, but I don't want to hear other people say them. Yeah. Yeah, you don't. You don't want to take criticism. 
criticism sucks because it's yeah. it's pointing out all the shit that you suck at or that you're not good at or you know you need improvement but it's helpful it's still hard to take though it's not easy um but like with eddie whatever he tells me i know that it's done like with with the goal of improving me yeah right not just to like shit on my day or to to just just fucking unload on me for no reason it's like dude i want you to be better this is what i'm telling you but i mean even if you have like the best relationships with something sometimes you're just going to get that curveball where you're like what the fuck like i don't even know what to say or how to react to this or yeah and i mean it could be like your best friend in the world who you've always been completely open with and i don't know if you've ever had that with eddie but um, like with some of my really good friends, I've had like, we know everything about each other and then there'll be an instance where you're like, Ooh. Oh yeah. Yeah. We've, we've <laughs> had those for sure. Uh, and they suck. It's just awkward. Yeah. It, it is, uh, awkward, but yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you're still, you're, you're able to work that. You're able to work through that shit. Yeah. Where, whereas, like, if you have just those those regular friendships or shallow friendships or relationships, at that point, you're just like, man, fuck you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, we'll go to the next one here. What calms you down the most? What calms me down the most? Uh probably exercising yeah yeah uh specifically running if there's something that i need to get out of my head or just work out or work out of my brain or some kind of problem or i'm just stuck going for a run is probably what will help the best it is what helps me the best and getting that shit solved get it untangled or just like relieving some stress and revisit the problem later yeah yeah i mean lifting weights is cool too but i think yeah i don't know it just doesn't do it running is more that it makes me think better interesting um what calms me down the most I guess, like, to get calmed down, you have to be ramped up. And once I'm ramped up, the thing that just calms me down the most is, um, I guess, one of two things. One is just being, like, completely alone. And I guess that's kind of what running is. It's just, like, being alone so you can sort out your thoughts and, like, figure out your way ahead. Um, And the second thing is just being strictly like with the kids um just to see their like so for me when I'm really amped up like if we get in an argument or if I'm frustrated with work or just something where I need to be calmed down just being with the kids and seeing their innocence and their their small victories and hearing their little laughs um that just it takes me to a different place of where even if I'm angry internally, like just seeing that, I'll just, 
it'll be like a calm anger, I guess. Uh, so. No, I know exactly. Yeah. It like it centers you. It, it grounds yeah. you. It brings you back to. It refocuses. Uh, what really matters, I guess. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um. This one's kind of fun. Not Uh-oh. so deep, but what makes you feel super fancy? <laughs> <laughs> what makes you feel? What makes you feel super? It says fancy? that. Look right there. What makes you feel super fancy? <laughs> uh, let's see. What makes you feel super fancy? Wearing a suit makes me feel super fancy. That's what I was gonna say. Like wearing a gown. Wearing a suit makes me feel like, oh man, I fucking made it. <laughs> That's uh, yeah. When I when I wear a suit, that's I feel sophisticated. I feel, I kind of feel like an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, that's what makes me feel fancy. Uh, I I don't know, just because I never wear a suit or the, it's only for rare occasions. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that that's that's what makes me feel fancy, super fancy. That's what I was gonna say. Like um, just. Wearing a gown and having like my hair done and my makeup done, it just it puts you on a different level of just feeling like I don't know. Like look at me. I'm super fancy. Yeah. But another thing is, um, and this is gonna like put my business out there I guess, but just like drinking a really nice glass of wine, like an expensive fancy like based on the year based on the taste based on the flavors glass of wine where you can appreciate it and um just having a conversation over that uh that makes me feel like I'm not I'm no longer an 18 year old like drinking a beer and shooting (laughs) shit like we're having in-depth like meaningful conversations and Drinking like a glass of wine just makes me feel super fancy. Some fancy wine with uh, what's that plate called? Charcuterie. Charcuterie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's called. Uh, I don't know how you say the word. <laughs> that's how you remember it, charcuterie. <laughs> so whatever looks like charcuterie, that's uh. It it doesn't even look like that. It th- starts with a C. That's that plate. I think with it's called a char charcuterie. Charcuterie. I, I don't know what it is. Charcuterie board. Char- yeah, we went from classy to fucking. <laughs> Uh, fancy glass of wine with a shark coochie board. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, that meme cracks me up every time. <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, I I can see how how that makes you feel super fancy. I just I've never had an expensive glass of wine, and uh, I I wouldn't even know what it tastes like. Uh, you know, even though everyone was making fun of me when we went out to dinner with our friends the other night. Um, I guess it's been a couple weeks, but even though I was like, "Hey, can you tell me the year of that wine?" Just because I'm, like, particular about the years of wine I drink, I'm not going to get into it, but particular about the years of wine, and everyone was, like, kind of making fun of me, I felt like pinkies out, like, don't y'all hate because I'm super fancy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't know how to distinguish a, a good wine from uh, just box wine. Yeah, yeah so. I think you would. You've, you've recently taken to wine by Spear. Yeah, because it's it is it feels better to drink and uh, it makes not, you feel it, super fancy. Yeah, it makes me, it does it does make me feel super fancy. I don't know about super fancy, but it makes me feel fancy for sure. <laughs> and 
yeah, just holding up a glass, it's nice. And uh, it doesn't make you feel bloated like when you drink beer. Um, and it's not as strong as liquor. So yeah. it's a it's a nice in between fancy casual drink. Casual, <laughs> yeah. I enjoy it. Yeah. That box wine is a shit. You've literally never <laughs> had box wine. All right. This question, um this is an interesting one. Mm, all right. All right. Would you take $3 million if it meant the person you hate the most in the world gets $9 million? Ooh. Man. <laughs> That's good. Uh, yes. Yes, I would. So, I think... I don't remember who said this phrase, so I'm like still in your quote but I know somebody said it so it's not my own but the quote that says um, it's not that I don't want to see you eat I just don't want you at my table yeah do you know what I'm talking about yes. and I'm butchering that quote that's not like how it goes but that's how I feel about the people I dislike it's not that yeah. like I want you to fail at life or I want you to just be miserable but I just don't want you to be a part of my life while you're living your own well, the person that I hate, I want them to fail miserably. I want them to have a terrible life. That makes me a terrible person. But, well, I mean, like, no. for me, if I had the chance to get that money and the baseline was this person's going to get this money, um, I don't think I am a selfish enough person to be like, I would do without because I want to see them do without. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because it's not... Oh, man. It's not going to affect you. Like, you get that money, you're still going to be you. You're going to, you'll be able to be you, like, squared. Yeah. Right? Do the things that you want to do. And that person, it's the same that's going to happen to them. Chances are, they're not going to be thinking of you. Yeah, chances are they're not going to be thinking of you and whatever they do with that money or whatever will not affect you. Yeah. I don't think it would either. So I would say yes, I would take it as well. Yep. All right. That was a good one. That was a good one. Man, that that tests you internally. Yeah. Like if that was a real option. All right. Um, How much time do we have? Enough. All right, we'll probably do one more question and then call it a night. So um, let's see. Let me look and see if there's any other ones, I think. Do this one and then end on a on a really strong one. On a powerful one? Yeah. Okay. Um, the one that's going to be like, fuck you. Why do you ask me that question? All right. Um, so this one says, what is more difficult than it sounds? What is more difficult than it sounds? Mm-hmm. Life. That's a uh, no. What's more difficult than it sounds? Uh, I can't think of anything because there's a lot of hard shit out there. You got to pick something. What's more difficult than it sounds? Uh... The military? I don't know. 
Yeah. Right though. I would say um, going back to college. Like it sounds easy. It sounds like just sign up for classes, but there's so much that goes into going back to school. There is, but I wouldn't. Uh, I think it's the other way. I, for me, it sounds a lot harder than it actually is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, to get started and then to just like stick with it. It's not that difficult to do. Like to just keep your momentum going. What's hard is starting. Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I sound like an idiot doing that. I I know what I'm thinking. I just can't articulate it and I can't so express it. So it's it sounds harder than it is, but once you get started, it's pretty smooth sailing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just that's a that's a hard one. I'd have to think. I'd have to think a lot more about that. Yeah. What's a lot harder? But I mean, I find a lot of shit difficult. All right, we're gonna end on a banger. You ready? All right. This is the one. So, what is the most important? What is the most important turning point in your entire life? Ooh, I've had quite a few of them, so. Nope, you got to pick one. The most know. important. The most important. Turning point. The most important turning point. Uh, I guess it would have to be joining the military. Yeah. Because uh, it kind of snowballed from there. Snowballed? I don't know if that's the right word. Yeah, it is. Uh, but yeah, that's how all this came to be. Why? Uh, why is that the most important turning point out of all your turning points? Because you said you had quite a few. Because I think it took me out of a place. It took me out of my comfort zone for sure. And it took me out of a place that I knew I didn't want to be, but was taking me somewhere where I had no idea where I was going. Yeah. I just knew like, hey, this was a way out, but I have no idea what's in store for me. That makes sense. Like, people have a, some people have a plan on what they're going to do. Like, hey, I'm going to graduate high school, go to college, work on the side, get my degree. This is what I want a degree in. This is what I'm going to work at, make a family. Cool. Growing up, like, into high school, my idea, my plan was like, hey, I'm just going to play football. Yeah. So... When that didn't pan out and I failed out of school and I was going nowhere, uh, the military was the only, what I thought was the only option I had, so I joined. Um, and it opened up this entire world to me. Yeah. So. That makes sense. I, I think that's the one turning point. So for me, I would say the turning point that was the most important in my life was, um, becoming a mom because I had joined the military I had broken the mold I was on my way to bigger and better things Um, but in those bigger and better things I was um, hanging out with the wrong crowd drinking a lot I was in Las Vegas I was just not setting myself up for success but in the instant that I became a mom 
my whole world just shifted. Like it wasn't about me anymore. It wasn't about what I wanted to do. It was about making my daughter at the time single, um, my singular daughter, just giving her the best life she could have and how could I better myself to make her life better. That's when I started going to college. That's when I started taking life serious. Um, and everything, every decision I've made from that day that she was born has been outside of myself and more about how can I as a person grow myself while being the best role model and the best person I can be for those who are looking up to me. I agree. I, uh, having the kids is definitely one. I think most people would agree like, Hey, that's where you straighten out your life where that's where you get your shit together. That's where you realize like I need to do something. Um, and when the kids came, that definitely was the case. Yeah. Although, join I'll still stick with the military. Joining the military because that set me up to, like, it gave me, um, the foundation, I guess, or yeah. the chance to like really provide for my family. Like, but for you, like, you experienced life before you joined the military, yeah. and I didn't. I had like three months of somewhat life but I wasn't even 18 yet so I couldn't like make my own decisions I still was like under my parents care so being in the military like when I turned 18 in the like in basic training um it was kind of just like the next step like going to the next grade in high school like I was in I was senior I graduated and the next step was the military so um I wouldn't say that was a huge turning point for me like I wasn't all I was doing was leaving where I grew up, but yeah. it wasn't like I was um, I was changing something drastically. Like for you, you had been in college, got hurt, went down like a wrong path, and then you needed the military. You needed that turning point in life to get you back on par. Yeah. For me, like I never had that to, to need the military to straighten me out. I was kind of just like, eh, whatever, this is the next step. Yeah, because if I hadn't joined the uh, the military, if I didn't get into the Air Force, my fear would have been, which is the path I thought I was going to get, like, I just, I'd still be living at my parents' house, uh, or I'd just be bouncing from job to job, making minimum wage at best, if I, st- if I stuck around, eventually, you know, have a kid, and, uh, like not know how to take care of it and not have uh like stability to yeah. to like take care of a family and like being in the military I knew I knew that eventually although at the time you know when Michael was born I was still just not making a lot of money I was still pretty broke but I knew eventually like hey as long as I stick with the military like I'm going to get what I need and the money will come. Yeah. Right. So because at the very least healthcare is there, a place to stay is there. Right. So those, you, you have a Your place to stay, you, you have food, you have healthcare, you're good. You may not have money to buy all this fancy shit, but your basic needs are taken care of. You're not going to have to worry about that. Yeah. You know, and, and I knew, I knew that I may not, 
may not have been thinking about that like directly, uh, but I knew that in the back of my head, like, hey, just if I continue to grind, you know, better things are going to come as long as I stick with the military and they're going to take care of me for the most part. You know, there's still all the other shit like deploying and, and whatnot. But that's how I felt. That's why I think that makes sense. The military for me was definitely that turning point. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and that, that would be different for anyone, you know, but yeah. for me, um, just because I didn't have that, like, that life experience to where I got to the point where I was like, I have to get out of this. Yeah. Um, mine, mine strictly was when I had Braylon, that was just, it was so, um, it was just surreal. Like I can't be this person anymore. I have to be the person that, that she needs. And, and I think, I think we've done good to set ourselves up to be, really good role models and significant um, set ourselves up significantly to show our kids like if you you have to work hard for these things and and by doing that you you can have the things that we have and you can live the nice life that we have but it's not going to be dumped on your lap and I will say um, and I know I'm going off topic here but um, I feel that when we go back home whether it's to El Paso or Smithville where we'll drive through places where we grew up or whatever and the kids are like what the heck is this (laughs) and they're like I don't like this place like why are we here and you're like no this is where I grew up like this is where I lived at when I was a kid and the kids always are like what yeah um but it's just like like we've said a bunch of times, it's breaking that mold and showing them like this is where it started, but this isn't where it has to end. And and for you, that was the military. For me, it was having Braylon. And I think it was just those huge turning points in life make such a difference in where you go as an adult. Fuck yeah, they do. All right. I think that's a pretty good place to end it. Yep. I went through one through 100 and just picked out the top one. So there's still 100 left if we decide to do a part two later on down the road. <laughs> oh, I think we should. That was a good yeah, one. There were some good questions. Some They make you think. Yeah. Make you think for sure. We should do some relationship ones next time. Oh, well, those Get all riled up. Questions? Fuck you. I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> just throw my heads. <laughs> That'll be hilarious. No, I don't yeah. think nobody wants to see that. Let's do it. You already start arguments on here. <laughs> you started the argument. Okay, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, babes. Peace out, Cub Scouts. All right. Peace out, Cub Scouts. We'll see y'all next week. Later. Later. Don't you steal my later. <laughs> Shane tried to do it on the last one. He did do it on the <laughs> Son of a bitch. Shane, you motherfucker. All right. Later. Later. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> later. <laughs>